that's usually how it goes, though. You know, it's all it's always something. Oh man, you forgot the uh, the AV cord. We need that to test it out to make sure. You know, it's like what you you sell this stuff or you you give it away. You should have that. Right, right. No, no. They it's on a on a rent basis. I um I only have cable. Yeah. A connection to stories. Landover Legend Studios presents. Uh, I've been through a lot. The I can't make this up podcast. Yeah. My big sin. <laughs> I I understand that. Yeah, no, I can't tell you how many stories I've had of a 15 second video takes 45 minutes because either my internet goes down and then my apps don't work and then something crashes and now copyright claims are just out the ass of Instagram. So it's like Mm -hmm. you try to use anything. Oh, it's flagged. It's blocked. Or I've had it lately where my accounts get blocked and it's like, I'm not a bot like you think that I am. It's just (laughs) trying to engage with some people. And they're like, no, you've been talking too much blocked. Okay. So I understand it's the, it's the little tedious stuff that just gets under your skin. But I mean, it is really worth in the end, you know, because you come across people from halfway across the world, especially with like doing a European show now for you. Mm-hmm. Like you come into so many contacts with different people and you're like people you never thought in your lifetime you'd ever meet. You might not even speak the same language. They might speak a little bit of like broken English or you might understand a little bit of what they're saying. But that just that's what makes it worthwhile in the end to me at least and you're from the midwest right yep born and raised (laughs) born and raised uh (laughs) illinois correct yep okay how much of the usa have you seen so far uh let's see uh as far west i've gone to arizona uh south probably either southeast florida uh louisiana and then far east, east really, I mean, I guess Pittsburgh, Cleveland, but like no farther than that. I haven't seen like California, New York. Uh, I really actually would like to see Texas. I've been to Nashville, but there's a lot more I can see. <laughs> yeah, man, you got to uh, you gotta come to the, uh, to the DMV one of these days, man. It's, uh, I mean, I've seen enough of it that, you know, I'm tired of it, but I always like, you know, <laughs> You know, introducing everybody, uh, you know, out of town to the scenery and giving them, you know, that that jolt as a uh, as a traveler. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. No, that's one place, too. I've always heard is like right over there in that area east to uh, go and see it. And so the Carolinas are on my list, too. Okay, you like uh, you like mountains. Oh, I love mountains. Haven't really seen a whole lot of them, but I love them. Yeah, well, they definitely got that. They got some good fishing and they got some good barbecue. That's all I need to know. You should have just started with the food and I'm good. <laughs> Are you a, a foodie? Oh, I love food. The Midwest, though, like at least where I am, it, it's all commercialized. Wow. It is, so, it is so much commercialized. Like I love finding like the small... Um, little places to eat at, especially right now. Uh, me and the missus are like 
hunting down local diners. We're trying to find the best diner breakfast food around. And we found some pretty like good spots that, I mean, you maybe can find them where you're at, but they're definitely not a chain or commercialized. But no, I mean, I've been looking for some good barbecue and the Midwest other than a couple spots is not it. You got famous Dave's. That's about it. <laughs> okay. Uh, couple, couple suggestions. Um, if, if you, uh, you know, decide to, you know, make a road trip out of it. Um, St. Louis. Okay. Uh, is, uh, is, is pretty, uh, pretty famous spot. And I have a couple people to vouch for it when it comes to barbecue mm-hmm. and, uh, Pretty much anywhere south of Dallas, you get some pretty good barbecue. You know, I know that uh, in Carolinas they do a lot of dry rub, but mm-hmm. you know it, it's it's like uh, you know uh, it's places that that have food that you won't expect and it just be great. You know, even those rundown places like. You know, Waffle House, you know, it's like, yeah, it looks trashy, <laughs> but the food is. <laughs> you know, so that's that's just a, uh, just a suggestion if you have the time, you know, to uh, make your uh, make your way down that way. I will. I will. Now, uh, how do you feel about Memphis barbecue? Uh, I never I never tried it. I, uh, I went to Knoxville. Um, OK. And I was there for a couple of days, but um, I, like the first night I, I got there late and then uh, we ended up going to a mall, but I didn't get, really get a chance to sightsee because we ended up going to Atlanta right after that. So I haven't had a chance to have Memphis barbecue, but I hear mm-hmm. great things. Okay. Okay. I, I mean, I haven't had it. I was just curious on what you thought of it. Okay. Well, when you do um shoot uh shoot the video and tag me in it and give me your uh, take by take on it <laughs> i got i'll give you the play by play that'll work that'll work <laughs> ladies and gentlemen i am your host the landover legend aka big t and thank you for listening to another installment of the i can't make this up podcast uh today i have joined me a a very uh inspirational person and not only that he's musically talented with a uh, humor to match uh i want you to give it up for my guest ryan davison aka arkham introduce yourself to my audience uh for me <laughs> what is going on my man thank you again for having me on your podcast again uh my name is ryan chase davidson i go by the stage name arkham and I know you'll get a kick out of this. I have heard so many different ways of pronouncing this name. Uh, it's, been, it's been botched in its spelling so many times. I've heard Arkum. I've heard RK Ham, like a deli shop. Um, uh, Wreckum, like Wreck- uh, Wreck-It Ralph. Like I've heard everything. So I'll set the record straight. It's Arkham, R-K-H-A-M. Um, I am a music artist out of the Midwest, uh, Northern Illinois specifically. Do a lot of different genres when I started. Um, did a lot of hip hop. Uh, R&B, pop, fusion, kind of just finding my way. Um, as I've gone through, I really love doing covers. I'm, I love different genres of music, so it's really inspired my music that it's a little bit of everything. Um, I like to think I can do a little bit of everything, but, you know, I guess we'll leave that up for the uh, public's opinion to decide that. <laughs> um, but I just I just love music. I love inspiring people, and it, this is just – music's giving me a platform, I think, to – 
do something bigger with my life and inspire people and uh, make a difference. So I'm grateful for music to give me that platform. And I'm thankful to people like you to give me a platform to reach these people as well. Oh, yeah, most definitely. Most definitely. I uh, I came across one of your reels and I was intrigued by your voice. So, you know, I clicked on your profile and I was just like, OK, that that wasn't just a one off video. He He does this. So, you know, with anything else in life, you know, I, I checked out uh, a couple of pieces of your content. And I was like, man, this would be a dope person to have on the show. So, you know, here we, ha- here we are today just from that, uh, you know, one piece of uh, content. So the name Arkham, uh, I'm going to say this, but don't judge me. It isn't mm. because you're a Batman fan, is it? One hundred percent. Okay. One hundred percent. Okay. 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 So um, that's dope. Number one. Two. Um, why Arkham in particular? So I was sitting there. This was about going on three and a half, four years ago, and I'm just sitting there. I'm like, I want a name. Like I, I didn't want to just go by my name, and I'm like, I don't. I, I think. Um, I had one in the works and I can't think of it right now, but I'm like, I want to incorporate the first letter of my name and you know what I'm doing with my life. And at that point I had just discovered like the Arkham Batman games okay. and, and I really love the Batman movies. And I'm like, Arkham, you know, it sounds kind of hard. I'll drop the A to avoid copyright and like just roll with uh, Arkham with starting with an R. And then a couple of months later, people are like, how do you say that name? What is that name? <laughs> and then I'm like, oh, God damn it. I messed up on this one. <laughs> so, no, it was really just uh, a love of Batman. I love comic books. Ironically, I haven't read a lot of comic books. It was really just the games. Um, but what really uh, made me kind of fall in love with the lore of Batman is he's just kind of this normal guy. Yeah, I mean, with billions of dollars and, mm-hmm. you know, intelligence. But he doesn't really have a lot of superpowers per se. He's just kind of a guy doing what he thinks is the right thing and trying to make a difference. And I'm like, you know what? That's kind of what I'm going for with my music. I like the sound of Arkham and like I can I can hear people chanting it in my head. I'm like, OK, let's let's go with that. So you had a vision and, and everything came together when your two worlds of passions collided right there. <laughs> there you go. There you go. I like I like the way you said it a whole lot better. <laughs> that'll work that'll work so when uh when did you start singing i'm assuming was at a younger age so i don't have i mean if you want to count it i so i was homeschooled i'll give you a little backstory um i was homeschooled from fifth grade through high school so i graduated but before that um the only bit of music i had was maybe like in some choirs i had a couple like uh, solos in like first or second grade choirs after that it was kind of just like it's just singing in the shower I'm just like your normal TikToker, just <laughs> just keeping his his voice to himself I really didn't sing a whole lot and I I never had any music lessons uh any instrument lessons uh nothing in production as well um so everything was kind of just self-taught and I think it was the end of uh, 2017 I had just gotten out of a, a very long relationship and was kind of at, at wits with uh, my relig- religion at the time. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, you know what? I don't know what I want to do, but I want to do something. And I'm like, my buddy of mine um, was getting into music and he had showed me probably a couple months prior, a couple singles that he made. 
I was like, oh, you know, I was, I was pretty impressed that he did it, <clears throat> excuse me, all himself. So uh, I think it was July of, or sorry, January of 2018, I actually approached him after he tried to talk me into this for a couple months. I'm like, you know what, I want to try this. I want to, I want to give it a chance. So from that point on, it was, you know, just finding the equipment, uh, paying for it, um, kind of just recreating the room in our house into a studio and just kind of experimenting, finding beats. I mean, really, it was just start, starting from the ground up like you're building a business. I mean, I was finding all the tools myself. My buddy was helping me um, finding instrumentals, finding out how to even record the software to record. Like I knew I knew nothing. So this is this has been quite a journey over four years to see the growth of it, because I'm truly somebody that probably in a majority of multiverses of lives wouldn't be doing the same thing. So I'm really happy that I've been able to not only build an audience, but kind of build a voice for myself. It's cool seeing that idea that I had in my head that I was like jotting down on a piece of paper come to life four years later. So it's it's been a long journey. I, I look at my show the same way. You know, this is an idea of mine that I had, you know, four years ago. And, you know, last year during the pause, you know, quote unquote, uh, <laughs> you know, I had nothing else to do. So it was nothing stopping me from actually putting forth the effort to make it happen. And, you know, here we are. So, you know, you're, you, you said that you started this about four years ago. And you basically started from scratch. You know, you had to educate yourself and put these things together. So after seeing your friend accomplish what he did, I'm assuming that you had like some uh, musical inspiration prior to that that actually gave you the notion. So who were some of the artists that influenced you uh, music wise? So uh, growing up in my household, you either heard like a, a lot of like thousands pop or it was like mostly country. Um, mm -hmm. Hip hop was like very, very foreign in my family. Um, growing up, I was inspired ironically by like a lot of 50s and 60s music. So you get like Frank Sinatra, Nat King Cole, or your big hitters. Um, you start to get into like the 70s and 80s. I mean, Earth, Wind and Fire even though I know only a few songs of them, I just, I love the energy that they brought as a group. Um, I was a big fan of Queen, 70s rock, um, just kind of the whole aura of the 80s. I loved the pop. I loved the rock. I loved a lot of different things. Ironically, I wasn't a big 90s kid. Like I, I was born in the 90s, but I wasn't really big into like the, the grunge and the metal of that era. Mm -hmm. But there were a couple bands in that genre that stood out to me. So like uh, Breaking Benjamin was a big one for me. Um, the band Red. And then as I got older, uh, music that inspired me, I loved pop music, but I thought the writing was very lazy at a young age. I'm like, this is, this is garbage. <laughs> like, this is just really bad. Um, and I get a lot of flack for this because I think it's my ge uh, generation's Nickelback, but Imagine Dragons. Okay. Uh, I, like their, I, I like their older stuff. Okay. Um, their, fir their first album when it was more pure pop and uh, like that like arena rock. I just really like that sound and um, more modern uh, 21 pilots. I draw inspiration from um, John Bellion, Khalid, um, Khalid's first album really inspired me. Just that, that smooth R and B um, people like Daniel Caesar. Um, I'm trying to think of some more modern rooms, even like newer Justin Bieber stuff. I love how his music really matured uh, to he's, he's much more retrospective now looking at his life. Mm -hmm. um, and I draw a lot of inspiration from that is, 
you know, how he learned from a kid um, the same way I can learn, even looking back four years from when I started to now. So I'm really all over the board. Like there, there is something that I can take from each era of music and apply to myself. If I had to pick one, like specifically fifties and sixties, I think that is like the golden age, like the purest form of music. You can hear the crackling of a poor recording. You can hear the stories of like how they'd have to get a certain sound. They'd have to hold a mic like five feet away Mm -hmm. to like (laughs) get the proper note or the proper drum. Like music's just not made like that anymore. And I think you can just learn so much, not only from a production standpoint, but from a vocalist standpoint as well. Um, that's probably where I draw my most uh, inspiration from musically. You know, I agree with you on, you know, being a huge fan of 80s music, me, myself. Um, Mm -hmm. I think that the 80s had the best party music of all decades, in my opinion. And, you know, a lot of people wouldn't agree with that because they, I don't want to say that they don't appreciate it, but you know, it's I guess it's just something that you, you got to have like that that certain love for music to understand like what decade makes you feel a certain way. And, and just to me, you know, when it, I mean, like even if you look at the movies, the soundtracks to these movies, like oh my you know, god, like the nineties, early two thousand, they like they had the best like like neo soul R and B uh, soundtracks in my opinion. But the eighties, when you listen to that music, they, that that like the movie soundtracks. Uh, it makes you want to party, make you want to get up, it makes you want to sing it. You know what I'm saying? And <laughs> you know, not not everybody can appreciate that. So you know, that's just that's just my thoughts on that. Uh, I'll give you that one. Yeah, the, the 80s will make you sing drunk or sober. Like it don't it don't <laughs> matter. You're just gonna get up and dance. So I, I'll give you that one. Okay. So what was uh what was one of your first performances you ever had? Um, so my first performance, uh, where was it? Um, it was back in summer 2018. It was a little spot. So I'm not, not too familiar. And if you know where Rockford is in Illinois, kind of like a couple hours away. I'm not familiar, but I'm pretty sure you'll break it down to (laughs) me. Well, if you don't know what Rockford is, we got one of the largest crime rates in the world. <laughs> there you go. So if you don't know what it is, that's our that's our claim to fame. It's a couple hours uh north of Chicago. Mm-hmm. But it it was in this like little building. You you barely knew <clears throat> what it was when you walked up to it. Um and it, it wasn't on the greatest side of town, but yeah, I mean it was a lot better than some of the places. But it was just that you walk went up this like big flight of stairs and then up above it actually looked like a little like art gallery. It was actually pretty cool. And unfortunately, they they closed it down now. But you went up these stairs and it was like three separate rooms. And like this show was what they called. It was a a group that I did shows with uh, called DDC. And they had like what they called an artist showcase. So it wasn't just me that night. They were like five or six other artists. There was people doing artwork. They were selling artwork. There was like live dancing. Like it was just, it was more of an event than a concert. Okay. And so I ended up getting on stage or it wasn't even a stage. It was just like, you're just even <laughs> with the crowd. Like we're just getting hyped together. And it was the first time I performed, I think it was three songs. Uh, um, I think I did a feature with uh, somebody who did that show that night. I did my first single, Warm Welcome, maybe. 
And then I did a song that was never released. And uh, I'm sure it was, I'm sure it wasn't that great. Like I won't go back and, and, and look at it, but you know what? The crowd cheered. I don't know if they're just being nice, but um, I had a lot of friends and family come out. Cause like I said, this was new to not only me, but the people around me that knew me, they're like hip hop. Really? Like you never released, like you're just, it wasn't in the cards for me, but it was a, it was a very cool experience. I learned a lot from it and uh, I don't, I don't regret it, even though I'll probably never look at another video of it again. I hold it <laughs> near and dear in my heart. <laughs> so with that being your first performance, like how anxious were you if you were at all? Oh, extremely. <laughs> <laughs> I was I was terrified, but it's one of those things. And, and people ask me now, like, do you get nervous? And I say, oh, extremely. Like the minute before they say my name, my heart is pounding out of my chest. But once they say it, it's like this cool kind of wave comes over and like the artist kind of kicks in and that the the best way I can describe it um have you seen the barbershop on HBO Max at yeah all? yeah so the the episode where it was Tom Brady and, and Kid Cudi Kid Cudi says something like that they asked like how nervous do you get and he's like before I go up there I'm just me but when the lights come on they shout my name like Kid Cudi goes in the goes into motion and that's exactly how I feel before the show I'm nervous I'm just me and then when the lights click you know turn on and they call my name then it's like okay now it's time to you know I'm there to perform a service for these people I'm here to entertain you it's not just hey listen to my music no it's hey my music is here to entertain you guys for whatever event it is so that's what's kind of nice being able to do different things. Like I can, you know, entertain you if it's more of a club atmosphere party, if it's more of like an acoustic set, I can do a little bit of everything, but yeah, I, I definitely get nervous. I, I try to play it cool. Um, but the people that know me the best can tell I'm, I'm a little <laughs> nervous until I, until I get up there, then it starts to go away. Man, I, uh, I commend you for being brave enough <laughs> to get up on the stage and do that. Cause I, I don't have it in me, you know? People always tell me uh, they listen to my stories and they tell me I should I should do comedy. I'm like, I'm actually telling you about, you know, some pains and struggles I go through. You just laugh, at <laughs> you know, so sorry. I'm sorry. I did it, too. <laughs> but I mean, you do your own show like it. it like you, you're already get, put yourself out there to an audience. So it's like it's you can do it. I'm sure you could do it. I'm pretty sure that it, it'll take uh, maybe a couple shots and me not even <laughs> thinking of the crowd as being there. You know what I'm saying? So, yeah, you know, maybe maybe in the future. I don't know. But, you know, only time will tell, you know. All right. Well, you got to You got to let me know when that's happening. Oh, most definitely. Most definitely. <laughs> I, uh, I'll send you an invite. And, um, you know, if you can't make it, then, you know, I'm just going to talk bad about you while I'm on stage. <laughs> <laughs> At least you're honest about it. That's what I appreciate. At least I know what's going to come. Okay. So, you know, thinking back uh, from then, from that performance up until now, what are some of the things and uh, experiences you had that, you know, that you wish that you knew then that you know now, like, you know, about the way you approach music or the way that you, you view certain situations when it comes to like actually making your music. Um, as far as making the music, um, I learned right away. Um, if people ever ask, you know, what's more important, your equipment or your production, your production is, I think light years more important because I've heard some producers be able to take like a basement mic 
and make an incredible song out of it. And I've heard people with great equipment give it to a poor producer and it sounds horrible. And I learned right away <clears throat> the importance of you kind of get what you pay for mm-hmm. um, with your production. Um, vocally, um, I learned right away um, the importance of making a song sound fluid. And what I mean by that is I used to write a lot of my stuff down. Some of it was like poetry that I had that I was able to kind of drop a couple words and convert it into a lyric. Um, but as I grew making the music, I just, I like putting on a beat and just listening to it. Let the words come to me. It's not like a freestyle, like off, off the top one take Drake, you know, <laughs> hit the nail on the head, but I'll sit there and it's a genuine freestyle because there's nothing written. I'll just listen to an instrumental, let the words come naturally. I'll just turn on the mic, you know, a couple takes, you know, I'll stand back, listen to it, repeat the, repeat the verse, come back, listen to it. And if it sounds catchy, if it sounds right and it's what I'm feeling, then it's perfect for the song. And I believe that my music has improved so much from that because I'm not forcing an idea into something. I'm kind of letting the art create itself kind of before my eyes and allowing it to speak, allowing, you know, my natural ability, my heart, my soul in the moment to speak exactly what I'm feeling or what I want, you know, what I want the song overall to become, not forcing something. Um, another very important thing I learned is how scammy the music industry is. <laughs> if I got to get another person from the Middle East telling me that I can get my Spotify up, <laughs> I'm going to lose it because it's so it's so scammy and i'll be totally honest some of my spotify numbers i'm sure are learning like we're spent on those kind of people just thinking oh you know they're naturally going to promote me this is this is awesome like i had i have five thousand dollars to start off you know really pushing my first album like at 20 some years old hey that's that's pretty good and then it's like i i gained a nice following but a lot of it went away when the campaigns ended and it's like well, what just, what just happened? <laughs> like, I thought I had these, all these fans and just over time I've, I've worked with companies that, you know, have promised me real audience members. And then it's like, there was one company and I won't name them in particular, but they started the campaign. When I talked to them, they called me and, you know, they're trying to pitch me this idea. Right. And I'm like, okay, you know, if you can bring me an audience, you know, a real audience, I, I'd love to work with you guys. I've seen your testimonials. It's, awesome. It's great. Let's go for it. And then <clears throat> I worked with them the first time. And then I stopped the campaign because I just, I couldn't afford it. I wanted to put my money elsewhere in marketing. I'm like, I stopped. And so the numbers, you know, went down on Instagram in particular. <clears throat> and then a couple, I'd probably say six to nine months later, a new member like higher up reached out to me and still follows me to this day. And we did the same campaign. And then, you know, from time to time, I'll just check on the website to see, you know, what they still offer. And I noticed at some point it was never uh, told to me that it was no longer that they were telling you it was real people. It was you were paying to get bots, essentially. And they didn't tell me that. And the price of what I was paying like one hundred and fifty dollars for three hundred and fifty a month was now almost twenty five hundred. Wow. Yeah. And they didn't bother telling me. So I was just paying for something that was clearly bots. And I was like, you just kind of know right away. You're like, I'm done. I'm never going to work with you. Like me and this person, you know, we're still cool. Like I don't have any problems with them, but I'm just never going to work with that company. Cause it's like, 
it's just so scammy, dude. I, I just cannot stress how bad it is. Like trying to even get like how bad Instagram is with blocking people. Now I, I joke with my friend cause we do a podcast together and I'm like, you know what? Unless you have millions of dollars or were already famous before you came to this platform, good luck because they're punishing, you know, hardworking people for trying to build a brand on their platform. It's like, I'm trying to reach these people organically and you're punishing me. But then they warn you like, well, paying for bots and paying for this is, is against our policy. It never gets flagged ever. And it's like, well, what's going on here? It's just that I could go on a huge <laughs> tangent of how many times, um, but those are just a couple of things I've really learned. And, you know, for all, member or musicians starting out really even podcasters such as yourself i've seen them come out of the woodworks hey you want to get your podcast bigger on apple music i'll do it myself thank you <laughs> <laughs> so those are the those are a couple things man uh these scammers they don't even really think like they must be used to people who just <clears throat> see numbers and, and downloads and, and figure hey you know i'll do anything because like I get those messages from uh, like uh, uh, council, like uh, I can get you verified, and I'm like, okay, then why aren't you? Exactly. You know, it doesn't <laughs> it doesn't make sense. You know, it's like so. I'm just like, okay, you can get me verified, and you have 173 followers. <laughs> <laughs> it doesn't it doesn't make sense. <laughs> But you you think that this long worded message with different prices is going to convince me to spend money with you? It's like it's it's ridiculous. So yeah. I, I just like yeah, I'm I'm just going to block you. I'm not going to entertain. <laughs> you. I'm not going to have any back and forth. I'm not going to explain to you why you're wrong. And I hope you know. I hope that no one falls for you. That I know, because I'm just going to talk bad about you. Like, you know, <laughs> it's, just, it's ridiculous, you know? It really is bad. It really is. <clears throat> okay. So, you know, with, with situations like that, you know, I hope that it never, you know, leaves, you know, leaves like uh, what you're doing with a bad taste in your mouth. Have you... Uh, have you ever had like uh, someone give you or like, is there like a misconception that people have when they see your work and they see your music? Like, do they assume you're one way when you're absolutely not? Yeah, I I had a couple people that I knew personally. And um, I don't know if like, especially before TikTok, if people thought I was more like <clears throat> stuck up or that I, I thought about myself some type of way because I was doing what I did and, you know, posting, hey, thank you for this or thank you for that. I think people um, kind of thought I was just very egotistical, very selfish, very self-centered when that was kind of the opposite. What I try to do with my fans, I try to thank them for everything because without them, I don't have a brand. I don't have a business, no matter how great I think my music is. If you don't like anything I do, then I'm kind of uh, out of luck, except for my shower head gets to hear me like a couple <laughs> times a day or whatever. Um, but that was a big thing that I think that people thought, especially with hip hop. I don't know why the, the rapper, you know, cause I, I'm just rocking the chains here and, you know, you know, throwing gain signs or whatnot, but it just, that wasn't, that wasn't me. I'm just, uh, I'm very, uh, I'm a very down to earth person. I like to think I'm very self-aware, you know, 
I've got a long way to go with my career. Like I, I love what I accomplished so far and I thank all the fans for it. And I just know I have a lot more to go to get where I want to be. Um, but I'm not going to also not enjoy the little things and I'm not going to stop thanking people for it, you know, reaching out to you. Cause I think I reached out to you and said, you know, thank you for following my podcast. You know, of course, like when artists see it, especially when you do the following, they're like, this dude's going to follow me. I'm going to follow him. He's going to follow in three days. Me. I only unfollow the people that don't want to follow back. You know, I try to keep, when I set out, I want to be a different artist. I want to be one that engaged with people. If people just need to come and talk, you know, it might be poor trying to get back because I'm doing a lot of other things on different platforms. Like mm -hmm. I still care about what you're going through. You can still, you don't have to worry about sending me a DM and me never getting it <clears throat> at some point, whether it's a day later, whether it's a week later, I'll make sure to try and reply because that's just, that's how I am. Just very down to earth, very easy going, you know, uh, I'm in a very fortunate position that not a lot of people either one, take the chance on in life or two, can't. And that's, you know, pursuing a passion. So um, I'm very grateful for these people. I like to keep a level head, you know, be very open-minded with people, even with like, like scammers, like they just don't give them the time of day. I could sit there and just argue with them and just tell them how you're wrong. I've had people, I had one dude um, that came after me when I had announced that my, I had reached 10 K on Instagram, like awesome. Mm -hmm. Hadn't seen him comment. Hadn't seen him like anything for months. Like after I saw his comment, I'm like, okay, let's see if you've been really following. No, he just came and attacked me on the one sent me a DM. He's like, Hey, you know, these are a lot of bots, you know, you should really see what your audience is. And, and it was, just, okay. You know what, if that's your, if that's your prerogative opinion, you know, that's, that's okay. But I will block you. We don't need to have any more. <laughs> discussion but i'm not gonna sit there and argue with that i have more important things to do um but just overall i think the biggest misconception is that i was just very full of myself and honestly i'm very proud of of what i've done but i'm also very self-aware that uh that people have helped me that the audience that the fans have helped me get to where i am and, and you know people i'll come back to you such as yourself give me platforms to share what i'm doing with their audience with their members and without people like you, without those fans, I don't exist. So that that's like the biggest thing I want people to know is I'm very down to earth. Um, <clears throat> even when I hit you guys up, yeah, I hope you follow my Spotify, YouTube, you know, it helps pay my bills. It helps keep my future going. Um, but also it's to thank you for even taking the time out of the day just to hit follow back. And, you know, whether you like something, whether you watch something for you to check out my uh, content after just one video, you know, it means the world because it's, it's, and you know this, I'm sure, too well. It's all the time that it takes just to make something. And so to have somebody really enjoy it, and even if they don't understand exactly what went into your content, they still appreciated it for what the end result was. So for those people, I'm internally grateful. Yeah, man. I, um, I always tell people, you know, um, you know, I mean, it's usually in person or it's on social media. Like, yeah, it looks like I just threw up a video, but that's not showing what it took to edit this, get the timing just right, get the sound just right. I got to upload from one site, put it on another, you know, put it on a different device to make this happen. Like, it's, it's, and, and I'm doing it for free, basically. You know what I'm saying? So, mm -hmm. you know, like, uh, 
it's it's going to take a while before I get to a point to where you know I you know my show was generating the money I would like. But other than that, I wouldn't put up with it if I didn't like what I was doing. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And having a passion for something, uh, no one has the right to change my mindset on what I feel passionate about. So that's why I, I never let you know all that stuff get to me. Like I've had one, I had. I had people one time arguing the comments on one of my posts. I cut the comments off and I never dealt with those people again because, <clears throat> you know, I'm not, number one, I'm not going back and forth with someone I've never met before. Two, mm-hmm. it doesn't matter. <laughs> and, and that's what kills me, you know. I've seen people get riled up over a message and I'm just like, you know, you can just block them or ignore them, right? Like, we we learned this in school. Just ignore them and they'll <laughs> go away. <laughs> oh. If you just applied elementary school logic, <laughs> so many fights would be avoided. Exactly. Exactly. So um, you said you were born in the 90s, which will put you in your 20s, right? Yeah. Okay. So in your experience... How has music changed, whether it be good, bad, or the other? Like in the, let's say the past five years for you, like, do you think that music is uh, getting better or you think it's kind of simmering out? Um, I think if we, if we were to rewind about, I'd say five or six years, I, I was kind of thinking that <clears throat> what was big, it seemed like, was the EDM, uh, people like the Chainsmokers, uh, Avicii, like things of that nature um, was becoming bigger, like pop music. Mm-hmm. Um, and I kind of thought that music was kind of on the decline. Um, I'm not convinced to say it, it's coming back, um, but I, th- I think more so what changed was my perception on music and how kind of s- scummy the music industry is and the stories behind music and mm-hmm. finding out how many people write a song mm-hmm. like wh- what i on a song let me get this straight so on a pop song with about 10 lyrics in it you needed 60 writers like can we just talk about that like who's sitting in a room in a studio saying hey you should use the word the here okay credit all right credit like really that's what we're doing um so just, just my perception on music has changed. Um, now, don't get me wrong. I do have a lot of respect for artists like like The Weeknd. I love The Weeknd's music. I, I love his story, his come up. And I honestly, even though I never really listened to like his music that he was making on his come up, um, I appreciate the journey and I appreciate the openness of his like his drug abuse, his, his like his basically rags to riches story um and i think the music industry should kind of applaud more people for doing that than you know just parading around the same 20 30 songs um even with like radio like coming into trying to reach out to radio stations for plays and for rotations i realized how much like music labels and the industry own these record or these radio stations to play the same rotation over and over. Mm -hmm. Like you're, you're probably your biggest pop radio in your hometown is owned or has an exclusive right deal with some major distributor or label that feeds you the same song. So if you wonder why have I heard like Harry Styles for four times in two hours, that's why like, you're going to hear the same music, uh, music in its purest form. 
the reason I would say that it's starting to uptrend is that I think a lot of like the um, like the SoundCloud rap era is kind of going away. And I think more artists, especially like in the indie sections, um, in the rock sections, are able to do more things independently. Uh, there's more options for artists such as myself or even smaller or even bigger to do things more independent. Um, so I would give the nod to music that I'm thankful that that kind of era is switching away. But I don't know. I just feel like the farther we get away from like the pure form of music, the more technology is going to take over. And unfortunately, like that doesn't that doesn't improve the music it makes it a hell of a lot cheaper and easier. Mm. But it just it kind of takes away from what music is. As as long as you view it as art, then, you know, it's doing its its purpose. But I think the farther we get into technology, that's going to that more and more is going to dwindle away. Yeah, I think it's sad when, you know, <clears throat> when big business gets involved with anything, like big business ruined, uh, you know, entertainment for me in a lot of ways, like wrestling and, you know, uh, major sports league and stuff. Once I realized when, you know, as I got older, you know, I, I learned how the world works. But once you see, how money dictates a lot of things. It's like, it, it takes the love and the joy out of it. And it's just like, come on, man. I, you know, I used to be a huge wrestling fan coming up. And then once I, I realized that, you know, stuff was obviously scripted, I'm just like, eh, can't do this. You know, I'm, I'm watching, you know, Washington, the Washington football team now, formerly the Redskins. <laughs> and I'm just like, where's my championship team at? Where's the team I grew up on? And it's just like the front office doesn't care about that. They care about money, you know? So, mm -hmm. you know, it's things like that, that, that ruins, you know, the purity of things. And I don't know if it would ever be like that. I think it would take like a, some type of form of evolution in the human uh, human <laughs> beings for us to, you know, go back to appreciating that. But who knows? You know, it might be a, uh, I don't know, a solar flare that resets everything and, you know, makes, makes it uh, a little bit better in my opinion. But, you know, so I heard you mention um, The weekend and, and how you, uh, you know, followed his journey. Um, is there any artist that you uh, you would hope to work with one day? I, I mean, I would love to work with The Weeknd. Um, oddly enough, if I could have one rapper, uh, Joey Badass, of all people. Okay. Uh, I, I, I fell in love with his album, uh, All American Badass, that he put in 2017. Mm -hmm. um, I, I have Madden 18, have been playing a franchise for like four years and his song Temptations is on that rotation constantly. I just, I, I love his style. Um, so The Weeknd, Joey Badass. Um, I was a big Logic fan for a while until like three albums ago. And then okay. it was just like, that, that's sour. Um, <laughs> Eminem, you know, never been a big Eminem guy. Like I, I appreciate, and I think he's one of the greatest of all time. It's just, I don't think he makes the greatest music. Uh, oddly enough, you know, I kind of would like to work with like Kanye, like just to see, like, is it really <laughs> what, like what everybody says it is? Uh -huh. um, I I'd, I'd, honestly, I'd love to work with like Imagine Dragons. Um, Ellie Golding was another one that somebody mentioned. John Bellion. Um, people even like, even if I could go back and have some of like 
like 70s people 60s like if they're still alive do stuff like even as cheesy as like a christmas remake jingle like <laughs> i mean the 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 sky's the limit i would uh there's a lot of people that i mess with sonically that i've you know have been a big inspiration or been in my you know household's rotation for years i mean even in the country field thomas rett is somebody that i really like a lot um it just there's so many different things that these artists can bring to the table for me to try out and so it'd be like why why not now i obviously big business there again gets in the way of these artists like working with uh up and coming artists such as myself but that that would be that'd be a dream come true someday to get to work with people like that now people like uh like doji cat or like Cardi, I, I, maybe like I don't know. Like if you give a hot enough beat, I guess. But, <laughs> like I still, <laughs> I still want to stand true by my music at the end of the day. Okay, yeah, uh, Doja Cat. She likes uh, she likes being in the headlines. Not always necessarily a good thing, but I mean she's standing out. You know, um, I've I've heard a couple of her songs and. I'm not really a fan, but I respect her artistry and, you know, uh, what a lot of these people are doing. I'll, you can't take nothing to, uh, uh, from anybody that actually uh, took something that they wanted to do and they put it out there and they made something of it. They didn't just talk yeah. about it and, you know, get a bunch of their friends to share it or whatever. Like they actually put 100 percent into it and they obviously got recognized for it and then they were able to do much more with that time you know and yeah. i think a lot of people who just who i consider like you know bystanders who just sit there idly by who's you know pissed off at their inner self for not having the courage or the modesty to keep anything negative to themselves because that's not helping anybody and it's not helping you to you know to internalize that you know yeah yeah, I, and two two more names that I really uh, respect. Um, Jay Z <clears throat> was a big one. Um, finding out that he didn't start till he was twenty five, and you know he's one of the richest not only rappers but people in the world. It's like this, this guy came from nothing, started later. Some people might have considered him at twenty five, kind of past his opportunity. You know, it's going to take you years to get there. You should have started when you were twenty. And, kind of in the same boat I was like with no experience. I didn't start in my teens. I started at 21. So mm-hmm. like people view, like I even had family members say, okay, you got a small window to do this. Like, and, and that adds pressure. So I really appreciate what Jay-Z did. Another one, uh, Curtis Jackson, 50 cent. I read his last book and just kind of fell in love with uh, his story, his come up. Um, I just, I respect the hustle. I respect the grind and I respect the, the the business mentality that these guys kept to themselves they stuck true to who they are and they've they've benefited so greatly by just trusting their instinct and basically not being a pushover just doing what they need to do sticking true to who they are in their artistry and uh you know like you you put it perfectly you might not like the music but respect the artistry and respect how they got there mm-hmm. because you can't take that away from them you might not like their music but a whole lot of other people do and if they came up the right way and they did it themselves, then you got to respect that. Yeah, man, I totally agree. So, you know, without that, we we live in a lopsided world, you know, where it's just people just putting out, you know, negativity or their opinion on something and people following that. You got to be open minded and you also got to be resilient, you know, because not everything is going to work out. 
but you can't let somebody else's words dictate your actions, you know? Yeah, 100%. So you mentioned uh, Madden earlier. I'm assuming that's one of your vices that you do in your, in your downtime. Like, how do you relax when you, you're not on the clock, per se? Uh, yeah, I, I'm a big video games dude. Um, I love hitting the gym. Uh, I'm a big believer in, you know, physical and mental strength help keep the, keep the, keep the music going because they, there are some downtimes with this, even at like my state, like there are some downtime. So, you know, keeping, trying to keep in a good physical, uh, shape, mental shape. I love to read. Uh, I used to draw. I wish I drew more. Mm-hmm. Um, but I used to draw a lot. But yeah, video games is a, a super big one for me. I love Madden, uh, the new Spider-Man games. Um, what have I been playing also recently? I was playing the Batman Arkham remakes for the PS4. Good luck getting a PS5. I've tried. No, <laughs> <laughs> just might as well just sail that shit for another two years. Um, but <clears throat> even like stuff like cooking, just going for a walk. Like I'm very, um, I'm very invested in like, my brand and in my music so i don't i don't go out a lot like i'm i'm very introverted um i just put out i don't i don't know if you saw like the tiktok 20 questions that i did um but there was the there was the stay in or party i'm an introvert living an extroverted life so you're gonna know a lot about me but i don't i'm really not a big partier so i like to stay in and like i'm i'm like i got the spirit of like a 70 year old grandpa like (laughs) i just sit there like (laughs) <laughs> like just play my game, read my book, uh, get up early, you know, maybe go for my walk. Like that's, that's about it. But you know, it, it makes me happy and it, uh, it, it keeps me refreshed. Like there are some days, like you just need to turn stuff off and just step away from your phone. Like I try to make, make it a habit even every day. Like don't look at my phone first, read a book, do something, uh, just to kind of start your day, just free of social media, just kind of cleanse and then just get into the day. So that's a couple of my, uh, vices that i have okay that's uh you when i listen to you talking i hear what you're saying uh you kind of remind me of uh nick from the new girl have you ever watched that (laughs) (laughs) oh my god uh by judging by my laugh yes i have yeah (laughs) (laughs) so no no offense it's just you know yeah, that is something something that reminded me of the show. Now I'm, I'm gonna have to watch it because it's on Netflix. So just just because I thought about that, but yeah, man, um, that's I, a new one. I've never heard that, so <laughs> I, I appreciate that. That was refreshing. Yeah, so it, it's not like a total, you know, saying comparison. I'm just saying just that the one thing about the 70 year old man and how he was so angry, <laughs> you know, like all the time, like you know, they just like, why are you so angry, like? <laughs> But yeah, man, I think that I think that being well-rounded when it comes to, you know, taking care of yourself and, you know, mental and physical health, you know, you know, uh, I always tell people you you choose what you digest. And I'm just not just talking about food. I'm talking about, you know, what you look at on your screen every day or what you listen to every day. So. You know, whatever that is, if if you feel in the type of way, it's time to, you know, switch it up and cleanse, whether it be, you know, from certain foods or being around certain people or certain things that you watch or podcasts or whatever, you know. So don't don't complain about, you know, not being right and not actually doing something about it. Like, you know, that's that's the definition of insanity, you know, doing the same same thing over and over again and expecting different results, you know. 
Yeah. Yeah. And especially with like my generation that's coming up is a big advocate for mental health. Mm-hmm. Like the, you see a lot of things are, are more open, um, such as like uh, whether you're transgender, gay, racism, like that. A lot of what my generation is trying to do is trying to end it and everybody's accepted. Um, I think sometimes the problem with that generation is that they don't have all the facts. They like to just post it and think they're making a difference when it, it takes true change. And basically what I'm trying to say is I'm, I'm a big advocate for mental health, but not in the sense of you need to be diagnosed or you need something wrong to fix it. I think it's important if your mental health's good, you know, just keep it up. It's like your body. If your body's getting broken down, you know, of course that you're going to have to give more attention to take care of it. But even if your body's good, just keep maintaining it. Just keep doing what you're doing to make sure it doesn't go from good to bad. Same thing with your mental health. Like, you don't need a problem or a diagnosis to have to be worried or prioritize your mental health. If it's good, keep doing what you're doing to keep it good. Like just do little check-ins with you. It doesn't have to be something so blown up that I've got this or I've got that. You don't need to have anything to make a difference or just take care of yourself. And I think that, you know, I think more of my generation, if we could understand that a little bit more, just constantly kind of taking care of it, more i think we'd have a lot of uh a lot more self-aware people not so much uh surface level people that are trying to make a change uh quote unquote as they think so yeah that was basically just my little tidbit in there too like mental health is is super important to me um but like i said i don't need to be an advocate for something in specific or something that's going wrong just take care of it if it's good and if you kind of sense that it's kind of going south you know just change it up. Like you said, refresh, you know, do something different. Don't keep doing the same thing and think, Oh, well, maybe if I wake up tomorrow and do the same thing, it'll be better. Like, (laughs) how do you figure that? So I don't know. Yeah, man, you know, common sense ain't common. So (laughs) I guess. Yeah. You got to always keep that, keep that in mind, you know? So let me ask you this. Um, What advice would you give to somebody who wanted to start in music like yourself like you know uh out of everything that you've learned what's one uh key piece of information you think they would need to know i think for an artist starting out um i think the very first thing you should do is have a conversation with yourself and ask yourself how far do you want to go like everybody says they want to make it i want to i want to be a superstar i want to be a rock star okay what do you really want? Because do you want the burdens that come with it? Do you just want to make basement music for your friends? Do you just want to, you know, have a couple thousand followers and just kind of be more low profile? Like, what do you want? And set your um, goals accordingly, because there's going to be a lot of sacrifice if you're trying to be the best. I mean, there's like a lot of times why I don't go out. I really don't have the time or the mental capacity to keep up with, you know, a lot of, you know, service level relationships that, don't further my career per se. And it sounds bad. Like, and you'll probably lose friendships over it. You'll, you could even lose family over it, but that's kind of the conversation you need to have with yourself is how far do you really want to go and how much do you want to sacrifice? Cause I've invested a lot of money in myself and things where if I didn't spend that money on music, I could live comfortably and I live good now. Like I have, you know, the necessities and everything that I need. Mm-hmm. But I'm not going out spending, you know, luxurious amounts of money on, you know, trips or, you know, even like uh, gadgets for myself. Like even my phone, 
other than this year, I was working off like a Samsung Galaxy 8. Before that, it was like an iPhone 6. So I wasn't buying the latest and greatest technology um, because there's just, there's so many sacrifices. Do I buy a new phone or do I put that into marketing, real marketing to, to reach new followers and new fans that keep me sustained? Um, another uh, piece of advice I would give for musicians is don't spread yourself too thin. Pick a platform, pick no more than I would say three. I think a couple good platforms, pick maybe two social medias and a streaming platform, whether that's like you pick Spotify and Instagram and TikTok, or you pick Apple Music and Facebook and Twitter. Like don't spread yourself too thin because it will cost you a lot of money to get started up, especially if you don't have connections or any sort of equipment. You're going to need to just pour all your money into a certain platform to get bigger because I have done this where I've had to just re-tinker and rethink a lot of my game plans through the four years of, hey, I've got like six or seven, eight accounts and, you know, I'm doing pretty good on each. But at the end of the day, I'm not having one pop off more than it could if I just kind of condensed it down even from eight to four, like pick four platforms that I really want to make it right now. I'd pick like TikTok, Instagram, Spotify. Those are, those are my big three. YouTube is more, I can release more content and direct people to YouTube. But as far as like money, that's where my money goes to reach these people, reach them in playlists and to get actual fans and create them into followers and family essentially. Um, so those are the two, two biggest things. Realize how far you want to go with music and like what sacrifice is going to come with it. That'd be number one. Number two, don't spread yourself too thin. I'd pick two or three platforms and just, just run with it. And if I had to say a third, have fun and remember why you started, because there are going to be, be people that probably tell you it's trash or you're not going anywhere or you're not too good. Most likely if they've got the time to tell you that you're no good, they either one have too much time on their hands or two, they never had the courage to do what you're doing. So just, just have fun with it. And that's something I have to constantly tell myself too. It's like, don't forget why you started. Don't forget the, the moments of in a closet recording music and you had the most fun in the world. Like some of the most fun I have is a rough draft that I made that nobody's ever heard. And I just bump it in my car for a couple of days. Like that's like the sweetest moment, <laughs> like the, the greatest happiness. Nobody's heard it. It's all to me and it's something new I created. Like that's, that's like cloud nine for me. So those are a couple uh, big tips for artists trying to start. You heard them, ladies and gentlemen. It has been uh, some of the uh, more inspirational words that I've heard all day come from uh, my guest, Ryan Davidson, man. I, That's I, Nick from New Girl now. It's not. <laughs> not <laughs> your host, Nick from New Girl. <laughs> all right. You, you heard it from him, not from me. <laughs> oh, man. I appreciate you for joining me today, man. This has been dope. I think that, uh, you know, a lot of people, you know, they don't understand that criticism is just what it is. It's just one thing that happens in one point in time, but, you know, life still goes on. And I can tell from your demeanor and, you know, just your uh, your presence that, you know, you keep good people around you and they, and they, 
they don't allow you to get to a place to where you feel, you know, negated or anything like that. So, you know, I appreciate you for, you know, being yourself and coming on, sharing some of that, that good energy with everybody, you know? Yeah. Well, again, I'm, I'm so happy that, you know, I messaged you and you allowed me to do this even with a, with a dumbass uh, router in the way <laughs> we, we still got to do it. <laughs> um, but really, I just, I, I want to thank you for the platform. I want to thank you to the audience uh, for, uh, sticking around and, and listen to uh, a couple words of wisdom and uh, you know, I'll, new girls not coming back, but I will promise <laughs> you that I'll, I'll, uh, I'll keep it. I really do love that. Like I never heard that. I'm, I'm not hating on it. Like I really like that was one of my favorite shows too. So I, I appreciate that you, uh, that comparison, but again, you know, just thank you so much uh, for uh, having me on. Oh yeah. No doubt. No doubt, man. So, um, won't you please let uh, everyone know where they can find you and uh, anything you wanted to check out in particular, you know, plug that in right here. All right. So if you know an independent artist, you've already heard this spiel. Check me out on Spotify at Arkham, um, YouTube, Arkham Official, TikTok, Arkham Official. I'm posting covers, um, posting constantly. Uh, something specifically to check out um, is the vlog series that I have coming out on YouTube. I'm returning for my first episode tomorrow, which would be Tuesday. So I'm not quite sure where this will line up with the release, but it's entitled Track the Progress. I have new music coming out, but you can go listen to my big single, Doubt Me. So I think you guys will, will like that one a lot. Uh, that is what I'm really trying to push. So if you guys can share, I always tell people, any comment, any like, any follow, you know, I appreciate the world out of you for it. Uh, especially you sharing it with your friends and your family and on your social media. It, it means a lot. So go ahead and check me out there. Spotify, YouTube, Instagram, Facebook. You can all far, find them at uh, RKHAM. Some have official, some don't. And your podcast? So yes, my podcast with my good friend, Jason Kraft, uh, is entitled Mike Knight. Uh, it's basically based on anything and everything. Uh, I would also like to extend to you the same thing as you have to me to have you come on that podcast and enjoy it at some point uh, with us during season three. I think that you would have a lot of fun over there with us as well. Uh, but you can find us on Spotify, Anchor, Apple uh, Podcasts, um, really wherever get you po- wherever you get your podcast, if I can talk, um, <laughs> at uh, Mike Knight or Mike Knight Official. So that's M-I-C-N-I-G-H-T Official. Uh, again, we will be heading into season three here shortly, um, but you can also get to learn more about me, my music, and uh, a little bit more of my uh, crazier side, I, I guess, if you'd like to know more <laughs> of that. I try to keep it you know, low pri- profile. I'm sipping some good H2O over here. So, <laughs> <laughs> Well, yeah, man, I, I definitely would. Uh, I would love to come on the show and, uh, you know, grace you guys with my presence and um, have some fun while we at it, you know? I really do think we'd have a lot of fun. If it if it's anything like this, we we'd have a lot of fun. Oh yeah, most definitely. Uh <laughs> we'll, we'll 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 talk after this and we'll, we'll set some <laughs> things up. <laughs> cool. All right, ladies and gentlemen, I'm your host the Landover Legend aka Big T. Thank you for uh joining me today on this uh very humorous installment of the I can't make this up podcast. That's I can't with a K make this up podcast you can find me everywhere podcasts are available i'm also on facebook youtube twitter and instagram please do me a favor and follow my guest uh ryan davison aka arkham that's r-k-h-a-m also arkham official 
on all platforms. Just Google them, and I promise you, it's going to be like fifty links that comes up that you could just you know <laughs> hit that link tree and 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 you know follow <laughs> them that way. And don't forget to follow this show as well. You know, I can't make this up. Uh, and I'm pretty sure you're going to see a bunch of them that spelled the regular way, but mine's just spelled with a K. That's K A N apostrophe T. Don't forget the K. And let me know what you think about the show, man. And, uh, you know, put it in the comments, like, share, subscribe. And if you don't like it, you can tell me that, too, and I'll block you. But until (laughs) then, I'll catch you next time. Peace. (laughs) I can't make this up. Being the winged man got me punched in the face by this crazy chick. I can't make this up. Gave this cool old man to ride home. Now I'm harboring the fugitive. I can't make this up. Pin between the fat chick and the speaker. Now my shirt smell like her backside. I can't make this up. It's all bad because my man about to get stabbed in his hand over french fries. Bad. And I'm going to let the land over legend do the rest. I'm out.